the path doesn't have to be straight. We have enough information that we can Value courage. You're listening to the We Get Real AF podcast, exploring the future with trailblazing women and girls in emerging tech, XR, AI, and futurism. Science and technology are reshaping our world at lightning speed. Engage in conversations that'll spark your curiosity and challenge what you thought possible. Inventing tomorrow starts now. And here are your hosts, Vanessa Alava and Sue Robinson. Welcome to We Get Real AF, everybody. I'm Sue Robinson. And I'm Vanessa Alava. Be sure to find and follow us online. Our handle is at We Get Real AF across all social channels. And if you like what you're hearing each week, please take a moment right now to subscribe, rate, and comment on the show. Well, getting your eyes checked is a fact of life for most people. You head to the optometrist where you sit behind a big machine and scroll through various lenses to see if you need glasses. The process and variations of the machinery have been around since the early 1900s, and the basic approach hasn't changed that much. It still involves a visit to the eye doctor, but that is changing, and your eye doctor may soon, for some common eye conditions, like in my case, nearsightedness, be replaced by an app on your smartphone and a new in-home device. Here to tell us more is Phoebe Yu, Vice President of Marketing at IQ, and that's spelled E-Y-E-Q-U-E. IQ was an Innovation Award honoree at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, back in January. IQ has developed a portfolio of intelligent vision solutions that allow people to test their vision at home and order glasses online with their results. Phoebe has been with the company for almost six years and is here to tell us how technology can put affordable, accurate vision tests directly into the hands of the consumer. Phoebe, welcome to WeGraph. Welcome. Thank you. Such a pleasure being here. We are delighted to have you. And before we take a closer look at in-home testing, you see the little pun I did there? (laughs) (laughs) How can people find you and IQ online? Yes, so people can find me on uh, our website, which is www.iq.com. We have a live chat session. If you ask for me by name, that request is going to get popped right over to me. And uh, be happy to answer any questions. Always happy to help. Awesome. So your new device is the Vision Check 2. And as somebody who has been nearsighted my entire life, I've had LASIK surgery, I've had contacts, glasses, all the things. I'm so fascinated by your technology and how relatable it is to everybody. So tell us how it all got started. So all of this uh, IQ as a company started with our two founders who met at a party of all places. And uh, one of our founders, uh, Tipor, actually started a really successful eyeglasses company. And he struggled with getting uh, the right correction to people because a lot of people don't have access to the eye doctor or haven't had an updated uh, prescription for a number of years. So he's been kind of in search of a solution to solve that problem. So that's when he uh, met John. Uh, a PhD from MIT uh, in astrophysics of all things, right? Um, They met and John actually just happened to have heard about this technology that came out from MIT that is able to use light and pixels on your smartphone to um, kind of measure vision correction. So those two clicked right away and uh, basically IQ was born with the goal of making eye care accessible for everyone around the globe. And I entered into the scene on day one of the company when we were putting carpets in, we didn't have tables or chairs, and I was so thrilled to be a part of a company. And within the first week, 
we built a prototype. And I, again, very honored to be the first person to actually test this. It was held together. It was cardboard cutouts held together with rubber bands. Yes, your kitchen rubber bands on a phone. And it was able to get pretty close approximation of my uh, vision correction. And I was just absolutely floored. I couldn't believe that's what happened. It, it was actually possible. I love That's founder awesome. stories. <laughs> I know. I know. I love the ingenuity of the cardboard mm-hmm. box and the phone and like rubber bands, um, maybe even some duct tape in there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Plenty of that. <laughs> we used Google Cardboard as, a, as an example, and that was really fun. Awesome. Scrappy. <laughs> Very scrappy. Oh, yeah. So, Phoebe, if you would, can we get into the nitty-gritty a little bit? You mentioned light and pixels on the iPhone that measure the vision correction, but can you kind of tell us – how, how it does that? Like, what what does it do? What, do you uh, download an app on your phone? When you download the app, like kind of walk us through step by step. There's three parts to the product. The first one is the optical device that you purchase. It's yours to own. We allow people to use and share with their families if they'd like. So the hardware optical component is one very, very big, important element. However, there is an app component. Anybody who has a phone have downloaded app before. If you haven't, it's going to change your world. Um, <laughs> you download an app that works with the specific hardware device. Um, once you get into the app, you administer a series of game-like exercises and like magic, it's not magic, but it's like magic at the end of the test, we are able to produce a set of numbers that is catered and personalized to your vision correction. And that is also done from the third part of the product, which is a very robust personalized algorithm in the back end that we call the IQ cloud. So we have taken a lot of time to refine all three parts of the component to to deliver a superior product. Any single one component would not work. So all three work together. So I'm going to go straight in and say this does not replace your eye doctor. So your eye doctor does a very important task, just like when you go and get your annual health exam, your eye doctor is able to look through your pupils and look at the back of your retina to inspect your vision health. This is so important because if you don't have vision health in the first place, then no amount of refractive error correction or visual acuity testing could help you see 2020 help you obtain normal vision. So what that device does is when you sit in there, you know, one eye at a time, it shoots a beam of light into your eye. And within a split second, it calculates how that light bounces back as soon as it hits your retina. Um, You'll see two lines, red and green, using the pixels on your smartphone. These are big, fat lines. You, the user, what you do is using the touchpad on the device itself, you, you merge them into one solid line. And based on the numbers of movements, Uh, that you personally have to administer to merge them fully into yellow lines, we then reverse calculate um, the corrective power that will be best for you because this is based on you telling our product, this is where I see the lines clearly. That's the, the fully merged lines. It reminds me of like if people, I don't even know how many people have printers in their home anymore, but uh, when you do the printer alignment test mm-hmm. <laughs> to try to make yes, sure that they're exactly. like, that, you are that's, so right. <laughs> it kind of, when you, when you're talking about the lines merging, that's what I'm thinking. Like, oh, is it, is it close? Is it close? It's not blurry. Oh, there we go. The line is right in the middle. <laughs> Exactly. That is actually a perfect terminology. And I do remember having to do that uh, in the past. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. 
And this works with both Android and iOS phones? Yes, it does. So can you order glasses from the app itself once you have your numbers? Or do, does that, uh, do those numbers, those uh, algorithms go to the doctor and then you can order it through your doctor? How does that work? So because a product is a self-administered vision test and it's meant to be used between visits, you can use the numbers that you are able to generate by self-testing to order what we call try-on glasses to verify the result, making sure that you you like the way you see out of these personalized, custom-made trial glasses that we ship directly to your door for uh, $19. And once you feel comfortable with the correction that you're getting, you can then take those numbers and order through select online, online retailers. Hey everybody, Sam McLean here from InPhase Audio, audio producer and editor for the We Get Real AF podcast. I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast, encouraging women and girls to step into emerging technologies and celebrating the accomplishments of those who do. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at McLean Sounds or check out my website, InPhase.biz. Thanks for listening. I'm sure you guys have these numbers, but how many people are walking around needing some sort of corrective lenses? Because I have to think that this market that y'all are tapping into with this technology is pretty big. It's really big. There is a WHO number that uh, said in the year 2050, about 60% of the global population, uh, this is out of the 8 billion people that live in the world, will be nearsighted. Everyone over the age of, I would say, 40, 45 will require reading glasses at a certain point, right? Um, so we've also, based on market feedback developed the test for reading power with this new product vision check tube. That's awesome. Are there mm -hmm. any uh, sneak peek things that you can um, elaborate on that are coming in the future that you're working on? We actually have a really exciting partnership with uh, this amazing, also a, a tech startup called I Care Live that provide in real time virtual doctor visits to anyone who has a need. So referring back to our, our uh, conversation earlier, IQ does not replace an eye health exam, but that doesn't mean people don't have eye health issues that need attention right away. So I Care Live have, has grown exponentially during the pandemic because people just can't go anywhere. So they're relying on virtual technologies to then get a doctor's appointment. So I Care Live has this really um, fantastic model where you um, sign up for an an appointment and almost within the next couple of hours, they book you for a virtual uh, visit with a doctor that will kind of connect you on your phone and you can show them your eye if you have a sty or a red eye where your eyes are really dry. Um, they can then help you right then and there for a, a simple flat fee. I just love how how innovative the health care system has become in terms of telehealth now. And, and really that will open the door, I think, not only for weird and unusual circumstances like a global pandemic, but I think too about many developing countries where people maybe live in rural areas, and that's even true here in the U.S., right? Mm -hmm. Where maybe it's, it's a hardship for them to get to an eye doctor. Talk about how this technology can be really useful in bringing better vision and vision care to people who maybe don't have access because of where they're located globally. That's a that's a problem we're always trying to solve. And uh, charity and giving back to the community is kind of really close and dear to our hearts here at IQ. Um, during the pandemic in April, we've given away about 2000 units of our first generation device, the personal vision tracker to people anyone that needs it. They can just come onto our website and pay $6 for shipping. We send the device to them free of cost. They can use for as long as they want. Um, and in, in terms of our roadmap, we have a, a 
we have big plans to work with charities to just bring our product to developing countries to then for them to just use, right? So I, I always refer to back to my own personal journey. I realized um, probably similar to, to your daughter, Sue, in, in my uh, early teen years, I was like 12, you know, 13, when my mom told me like, you need glasses, you cannot function without glasses. And I cried. I was so sad. And, you know, they're, they're fantastic these days, but without vision correction, um, I can't see my computer screen, even though it's this close to me. I can't read my phone. I can't drive. Right. It's really, it's very, very debilitating. And it, it's got a simple fix. You just put two sets of lenses in front of your eye. And that really changes the entire way you live. So knowing that half the world population, probably more than that, live without this easy fix because they don't know the numbers even to get them to 2030 right in in the in our country in where we live western uh countries we we talk about oh i want to get to 2015 i want to have better than normal vision but in those developing countries people have trouble getting to 2030 right 2040 seeing they're blurry their entire life this is so easily Mm -hmm fixed. So we're we're actively working with organizations out there to help people test their vision in rural areas and then helping them provide glasses to fix this very, very easy problem. I'm curious about blue light. Is that something you can address? And is that something that your technology can identify? Blue light uh, is actually closest to UV light that could cause damage to your eyes, right? So a lot of conditions such as uh, cataract, um, which is the cloudiness of your lens, is caused by basically just UV damage to your lens itself. Um, Blue light is artificial light, right? Us humans have been more, uh, throughout the history of, of mankind, have been looking at the reflection of light. If you look at your uh, a book, right? The book that, that you see is a reflection of light that's hitting the book and bouncing back. So you're looking at the reflection of light. These days with smartphones and computer screens, you're looking at a direct light source. And we're watching our smartphone screen and our computer screen more than ever before. So um, in terms of blue light, our product does not necessarily adjust for blue light because that's more of a coating on your corrective power. So even if you don't wear glasses, we recommend that you go out and get a pair of Plano lenses with just blue blocker, right? So it's, it's a slight yellow 10. I'm wearing that right now. You can't really see it. It's not super obvious, but having that will help you relieve the stress that is causing to your eye. So blue light has not actually been clinically linked to any kind of uh, development of refractive error, but it has been uh, clinically linked to things like age-based macular degeneration. So it does Mm -hmm. cause damage. Blue light does cause damage. We know that. So try to protect your eyes as much as you can. I had kind of a similar question, but I don't know if, um, you know, maybe in the future technology, but I know there are a lot of uh, viral videos that are out there about people with colorblindness and they get the colorblind, like, um, corrective glasses and they're experiencing color for the first time. So I didn't know if IQ was playing in that field at all um, or plans to eventually. We actually have one of the um, most popular color blindness tests on Google. If you just Google it, you'll, you'll find it. It's a really quick test that will give you a estimation of whether if you have any kind of color deficiency, there's three main ones and what severity you have at certain levels. So if you have normal vision, you just see a little bubbly circle with a number in there, right? But if you are colorblind, they all look exactly the same. You have no idea what they are. And it's really, really fascinating. Um, we've explored in this area right now, there is a really great technology um, for lenses that um, can help you 
filter light at a certain spectrum. So a differentiate lights so much better for you. So people with uh, color deficiency can then identify different shades of color. Um, I don't think there is a cure out there. I, I think we'd love to jump into our lightning round. But before we do that, just maybe get a little bit about your background and how you came into the tech space. Was that something you've always been interested in? Or did you just sort of land on a really cool business idea and say, I need to get in early? Or both. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so I took a super, um, uh, I, I, my route has been kind of meandering all over the place. So I, I was not an A student. I, I actually, you know, it was, was like, I, I'm not sure if I wanted to go to college. I didn't know if that was for me. So um, I graduated high school and then I was like, you know, I want to try to do something on my own. So through a, a really strange under circumstances, I started a vintage um, clothing store that I did by kind of thrifting around the very, very uh, cool area called uh, El Segundo. There's a lot of really like you know, older people that are getting rid of their, their cool, like 70s Paisley dresses. Hello. So of course, <laughs> I, I just started my business kind of going out shopping and like selling these and modeling these and listing these um, in the store. So that gave me a, a lot of understanding of how a business operates. And I was like a one person show. So I learned a lot. I gained a lot of knowledge. I decided to go back to school and finish, you know, actually going to college. Um, I went to community college and I went to UC San Diego and studied economics, which I absolutely love. And and uh, as I was kind of looking for opportunities, I realized there's a company that's kind of close to where I lived that had a, a pretty entry level position. I thought, OK, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come in. And the rest is history. I was blown away at the technology on week one. And there just has been an endless amount of fun things to do and explore and getting to know people. And I have launched six products on Kickstarter and Indiegogo. We have won five CES awards in the last five years, going to trade shows and working with doctors and industry, you know, key opinion leaders. It's just been really, really amazing. And of course, I learned all this tech stuff on the fly. And again, building my confidence that I can learn everything I can on the job and refining them as I go. Um, really, really exciting. And I think a lot of people probably feel this way. Um, you know, you might feel like, oh, I didn't follow the traditional path. I don't know where I should go from here. Um, no, no, no. Ladies, the world is your oyster. Um, we, you know, there's there's opportunities all over the place. You have to just go out and, and get it. Absolutely. And I love your meandering path. I mean, we hear this over and over again. I think as women, we're brought up to think that, oh, this is your timeline. This is the way in which you need to accomplish your goals. And everything is going to be tied up with like this really pretty ribbon at the end of the day. And that's just not how life works. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. And to your point, you gain confidence by putting yourself in the arena, putting yourself out there, overcoming fear and saying, hey, I can tackle this. I, I did tackle it. Let me see what else I can tackle. Oh, 100%. And this, uh, the idea that you did on the job training, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't have to be a coder. We, we keep saying that, like it takes all kinds of brains and all kinds of just people who are curious and open-minded who want to get into a field and into an industry. Those are the kinds of brains that technology needs. So thank you for saying that as well. And I think we're ready for the lightning round. What do you think, Vanessa? Yes, ma'am. Let's do it. All righty. What are three pieces of advice, Phoebe, that you would give to your younger self? And I think you started with that already, but what are three pieces of advice? Uh, go out there, don't be afraid, and get all the support you need. 
other women and men who are willing to help. Get out there and be friends with them. Let them know about your progress and just keep going. Love it. Ask, just ask. Ask for what you want, right? Mm-hmm. All right. How do you define success, Phoebe? Success is having meaningful relationships with my company, my coworkers, my family, uh, my friends, um, meaningful relationships. What resources do you wish existed for women in tech or looking to get into tech that don't currently exist? Uh, this podcast. <laughs> we love it. Yes. yes. <laughs> Good answer. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and that's a wrap. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Phoebe, what celebrity would you cast to play you in a movie? Oh, my goodness. I have to say uh, probably Sandra Oh. I, I don't know if, if people pick her off often, but she is a badass lady. She always plays these really amazing and, you know, um, smart roles. And I just love her. I love her. Awesome. What is a funny mistake that you made when you were starting out and the story behind it? Um, okay, so... <laughs> I would, I would probably have to say one of the projects that we had. Uh, so again, lacking the, lacking the knowledge of the tech industry, I, I approached everything heads on. And I honestly thought the translation of our app was going to be a three-day project. It turned out to be six months. Uh, I laughed about it at the end because I had no idea how difficult it was to implement and having to work with so many people in the company. But that was a very, very valuable lesson learned. And I have so much respect for my software department. So much. Hmm. How have you surprised yourself in this journey up to this point? I actually don't really know how to answer that because I didn't know where I was going to end up. So every single accomplishment, every single piece of coverage I get, every single promotion, every single product is almost like a, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got here. So every day is, is almost like that. I just, I think I'm just full of gratitude. That's awesome. That's a great way to go through life. Yes. All right. (laughs) Last question. Fill in the blank. Blank like a girl. Coach like a girl. Coach as in uh, coaching others and mentor others. I have received so much mentors from other mentoring from other women in my life. Um, I aspire to be something like that. And I think um, coaching is so important for everybody, for every, every woman to, to obtain very early on in their career. Agree. Amen. I love the energy and enthusiasm that you bring. And I just wish you the very, very best. Uh, innovation is is where it's at, right? That's what we love to touch on with this podcast. And seeing women really contributing in meaningful ways to innovation that touches so many lives is just inspiring. So thank you for sharing your time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank and you please, so much for having me. Please keep in touch with us as things progress with IQ. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of We Get Real AF. We're excited to bring you the voices of amazing women and girls who are shaping the future for good. Please help us spread the WeGraph mission of supporting women and girls in emerging tech and science. Follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Our handle is at WeGetRealAF. And visit our website at www.WeGetRealAF.com. Don't forget to like, comment, and to subscribe to the podcast. We also want to give a big shout out and thanks to Sam McLean for providing sound production for the show. You can find Sam on Instagram at McLean Sounds, that's M-C-L-E-A-N-S-O-U-N-D-S, and to our voiceover artist, Veronica Horta, for her show introduction. You can find Veronica on LinkedIn by searching for Veronica Horta, H-O-R-T-A. 
We'll meet you back here next time for another great conversation about high tech with cool women.